1: You may or may not be
0: a good sports grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever taken a hoof to the head prying a shoe off a horse, you may not be a good sports grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Pro football full
3: circle. Bengals have three receivers left and one out to the right. Burrow in the gun on third and two. He'll look to pass. Quick throw. Nice. Slant caught by Chase. Runs to the 30. Nice. Breaks out the pass. Go, Jamar. He's sprinting down the middle of the You're field. Going, baby. Three and 40. Pulling away at the 30. 20. 10. Touchdown. Woo, How great is Jamar Chase. Woo, 82 man. yards. Two the...
0: And now I tell you what, the linebacker decided to just give up Chase. I'm not gonna chase Chase.
3: How great is pro football full circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204, Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel kicking it around, getting you prepared for NFL week number eight, some news and notes around the NFL, Alan Lazard, Green Bay Packers wide receiver, he's out or at least on the COVID list against uh, Thursday night's game this coming Thursday against the Arizona Cardinals, linebacker defensive end Khalil Mack out versus the 49ers this coming Sunday. But news surrounding Deshaun Watson, Scott, we heard Roger Goodell come out and say that they don't have enough information surrounding watson we also heard the panthers come out this week and say that they're not interested in dealing for the potential starter uh out there in carolina i mean pretty intriguing circumstances when you just think about you know the off the field situation with deshaun and where the nfl stands right now saying that they still don't have enough information i mean it's been about six months already yeah. I mean, how much more
4: information do you need?
3: <clears throat> you, do You
4: need? You got the accusations and in the world of the NFL, that's generally enough, Joe. I mean, you know, <clears throat> they suspended Ray Rice, you know, way back when without any kind of seriousness, as far as the, you know, the going to courts and then legal realities and he even had the wife defending him and they still were able to suspend him. So we've seen the NFL time and time and time again, step in and say, you know what, we don't have to wait for the courts. <clears throat> we know enough to, to know that he deserves to get suspended because he broke rules, whether it was a legal thing or. Not so. I'm very surprised on. I don't. I don't know if they would you know wave wave their white hand on this and just say move on or, um, you know. It's funny. Carolina. They send out a story the other day saying that they were interested. Now they send out a story saying they're not interested. A lot of times that's because the Yankees used to do this way back when. I remember Joe. They would propose trades. And they would leak it to the media. And then, you know, the sports talk shows and everybody would talk all about it. And they'd get fan reaction. And if the fan reaction was positive, they'd make the trade. If the fan reaction was negative, they wouldn't make the trade. And I don't doubt that maybe that's what happened with Carolina. Maybe they leaked a story saying they're interested and got some fan reaction. And then maybe down in Carolina, people were like, no, 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 we don't want this guy. Uh, and So now Carolina all of a sudden says no. Because stories like this don't come up out of the blue. They, they don't, you know, get made out of the blue. These are teams and agents leaking these stories on purpose you know some insider is not uh, dealing with the the secretary and and finding a you know a letter (laughs) saying oh we're we're making a call to the uh houston texas that they leaked these stories on purpose so maybe that's what happened maybe carolina found a bad
3: reaction from the fan base you're talking about a risk reward i mean if it goes wrong it's severely going to go wrong whichever team does deal for for deshaun watson and if they don't do their due diligence (laughs) in terms of the situation i mean they're going to be put back for years not just from the fan reaction but just in terms of anying up to get Deshaun watson i mean we heard that philadelphia would potentially put up three first rounders to have him there uh you know and, and move on from jalen hurts at that point we've heard about our miami dolphins what would they give up in return for deshaun watson I mean if it goes wrong it's going to go wrong it's going to set your franchise back and then on top of that then you have the fan reaction that you're going to have to deal with so the owner needs to be behind this move 100% and that's why I think when you look at our Miami Dolphins right now I mean we hear Brian Flores come out and say that Tua is the guy But this is above Brian Flores. This is right now, I think, in in terms of Ross's hands, he's really navigating this situation and saying, you know what? I really don't care. Pro, con, I'm willing to, to deal for this guy because he makes our franchise that much better. Well, I did see a
4: report saying that the Dolphins and Texans agreed, in principle, out of trade. As far as the components, they didn't say what those components were, but they did agree, and now it's just Miami and Houston, for that matter, waiting to see, you know, the repercussions of, uh, you know, whatever happens to Watson. But, um, you know, that that may be another six months from now. Uh, You know, this is not going to end anytime soon. It doesn't appear. So, you know, but but, I'm curious to know, you know, if they agreed actually on the trade, what the trade would be, and and would that stop another team from jumping in? But I did see that on on one of the stories yesterday, that they supposedly agreed. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, Miami season's over. I think we're in agreement after that loss yeah. last week to, to Atlanta. They're 13-and-a-half-point dogs already to the Buffalo Bills. We already know that we can't dominate Buffalo. Look at that game at the end of the regular season. Isaiah McKenzie is still running in terms of torching yeah. our, our defense. I mean – where do we go from here do we just strip it down if we're dolphin fans and then just work on or do we move on from brian flores as well because i actually like him but you look at this performance this year it isn't the offense it's the defensive side of the ball that we have major question marks yeah you know the defense last year was actually halfway decent right and they
4: carried the club and this year it's been awful i mean just awful yeah, you, you may want to keep him, but you know, Greer, the GM, is the one that's got to go. And he's been within that organization a long time. He's had a lot of influence. And I got to tell you, you can count on one hand how many guys that he's drafted or been part of the draft that are still with that club. I mean, every every good guy they got is gone because they didn't want to stay there. And then every bad guy they drafted is obviously gone because he's stunk. There's not a whole lot there when you look at Greer's resume as far as drafting is concerned.
3: To think the Miami Dolphins last year were 10-6 and six overall. They have the same yeah. record of the, as the New York Jets heading into week number eight. Very disappointing for Dolphin fans. When we come back, we'll break down Carolina and Atlanta. Keep it here. Joe and Scott Wetzel.
2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel.
3: Back on Pro Football Full Circle, breaking down NFL week number eight. We talked a little bit about the Miami Dolphins, that situation going up against the Buffalo Bills. Bad matchup. I mean, Bills coming off a Monday night loss by week. Tua and the crew go on the road. I mean, we just know the history of Miami. Forget the cold weather, just going up to Buffalo in recent years hasn't been really good for Miami Dolphin backers. But I do want to look at this battle in Atlanta. Scott, if I would have told you after uh, the three weeks of the season where Carolina was 3-0, that Atlanta would be playing better football right here entering week number eight with Matty Ice, Kyle Pitts, and that defense opportunistic last week forcing two interceptions against Tua, would you have believed it after the Panthers started 3-0? no uh, although i didn't i never really bought into their three you know who they beat the giants the
4: jets and and uh i think it was jacksonville one other really, like really bad team they'd they be you know between them and denver both <clears throat> they both benefit from a really easy uh schedule uh and i'm not a believer in sam darnold so i, I, I really i'm not that that surprised and i actually thought the falcons were going to be better this year but then uh, you know watching them play the first few weeks it was like oh my god this team sucks so, but they've been, you know, they, they've turned it around and, and you know, they, they've actually won a couple of close games that over the recent past, they've been losing all these close games, uh, but they've actually won a couple of them. So they're three and three. They're back in the thick of things. And I think Carolina, without McCaffrey and, and with Sam Darnold being there, benched this past week in, a, in the fourth quarter for P.J. Walker. Uh, they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, Atlanta, I think, is going to win this game. I'm
3: surprised the line is as low as it is only two and a half, Joe. See, now, the only reason why I give a, uh, Carolina a shot here is I think their front seven will be able to get pressure on Matt Ryan, where Miami wasn't able. To. I mean, he sat, sat back there. He was surveying the field. He had about four seconds on almost every throw. It was like, could we get to him already? It was amazing. Uh, Kyle Pitts down the left sideline, 50-yard bomb. I mean, the, the amount of, you know, windows that he was fitting balls into Sunday afternoon against Miami were were incredible. I mean, blanketed wide receivers. And somehow, some way, Pitts was making the catch and he was throwing dimes against Miami. But that being said, I feel like the front seven of Carolina on the road, fast track, they can get some pressure. They can force some turnovers. And I'm still not sold on this Atlanta running game. I know they got Mike Davis that they they traded for from, from Carolina. But when Cordero Patterson is your leading rusher yeah. <laughs> on the team, I mean, this guy's 100 years old, too. I mean, I feel like a great kickoff free turner in his day, but at the yep. end of the day, if this is your best running back, you have problems as, as an NFL organization.
4: They do. They definitely do. But I tell you, you know, anyone, uh, two guy, you know, with Chase, we talked about a little bit yesterday. Anyone doubting that, uh, you know, Cincinnati shouldn't have taken Jamar Chase is crazy. And then, same thing with Pitts. He made a couple of plays Sunday against the Dolphins that one handed catch down the sidelines when he was getting pass interfered with as well. I mean, he, he's, you know, they're using him as a wide receiver like they figured they would. He is definitely dynamic. So I, I still think they're better than the, than the Panthers. Uh, you know, Matty Ice, one last goal round, I suppose, for, for him and his crew there. Uh, before they bounce him out get atlanta at home it's always a good rivalry between these two you know proximity wise and everything else but i still like the falcons um with the line the d line all that now listen if they couldn't get to if they couldn't cause havoc on daniel jones who's you know a turnover <laughs> waiting to happen then uh you know i i'm not gonna give them credit for being able to get to uh, uh to uh, to what's his face uh, matt ryan
3: yeah, now think about this. I was on the over in in Atlanta, Miami. Now, Carolina, I mean, they went over two weeks ago against Minnesota. That game went into overtime. Remember Sam Darnold? Yeah. That, that 96-yard drive, which I still can't believe. He led them on a 96-yard drive, wow. w- one minute left against Minnesota. But this total is odd, 46. It's a fast track. It's actually juiced to the under at minus 114 on FanDuel. The only way I feel, because, I mean, Sam Darnold, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. He only locks in on D.J. Moore. That's the only receiver he looks at. Outside of that, he does not distribute the football. So they're going to need the running game with Chuba Hubbard. So... I would think that if you're Carolina, you want to run the football, you want to sustain drives, and you want to actually play for field goals in that methodical blue-collar game that they were trying to get Daniel Jones into last week on the road in Atlanta. That's why I would favor the under here. Yeah,
4: you've seen scoring pick up a little bit. But I tell you, it's generally every week more unders than overs. So you're not far off on that. You know, it's 46. Carolina can't score. They couldn't score against the Giants. Three lousy points. You know, first drop, they got three points, and that was it. Um, But you got to figure they're going to bounce back some, right? And and you got Tua throwing for four touchdowns, almost 300 yards. You know, if if Tua can do that, you got to figure Darnell will will be able to do something like that, you know, and then the Falcon offense. uh, I don't got a good read. I don't don't get a good sense. You know, push comes to shove. I probably would go under as well just because it's Carolina's defense. But indoors, turf, uh, Falcon offense being picked up a little bit. Um, not not a good read on that, but I do like Atlanta. I, I got to see the the Panthers go in there and, and win
3: that football game. Yeah, it's a little early in the week, but I would still lean to Carolina. I'll give my best bets on Friday. We'll get yours as well uh, as the week progresses. But before we turn our attention to Philadelphia and Detroit, Scotty, remember last week we brought up some weekly specials, highest scoring team on FanDuel. Uh, if right. you were to take in the New England Patriots, you were at least getting, I believe, 50 to 60 to 1. In terms of that, can you imagine hundred dollars you win six grand on New England? The two top teams last week were Tennessee and Kansas City. Didn't even come close with a total of thirty, but because their total was set at fifty-seven and a half, that's why they were the front runners, right? So you look for value. I'm going to throw some some uh, weekly specials on Fanduel out. Any Sunday game to go into overtime this weekend minus one seventy-five. Do you like that?
4: Minus 175 for
3: yes or minus 175 for no? No, it's a yes. That one of the games this weekend will go into overtime. You're laying so almost 2-1. to one. Um, I don't think that's good. You know, I, I will tell you this.
4: I did read. I, I meant to go back and double-check. Um, but I read where this past weekend was the first time we didn't have a game go to overtime all year. So hmm. that's probably why you're laying the 175. But I got to tell you... um. You know, the chances are, with the buys now, so you don't got, you know, 16, you don't have 16 games, so, you know, 14 games, 13 games, depending on how many teams are on buys this week, four or six, I would say no to that, I don't, you know, if you could bet a no, I would, um, I, I don't know if they give you the option, it doesn't look like they give they you know. the option, it's only the option no, of yes, just, yep, yeah, minus that, seventy I'm, I'm not I laying a plus lay 75, it. no
3: way,
0: yeah, no <laughs> way. Too, too- Way
3: too cheap, way too expensive, for Scott. I'll take the yeah, buffet, y'all. please. I'll yes, take the buffet. Exactly. Five, $5. ninety nine. Yeah. all the eggs and bacon you can eat, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the How Denny's around here? Where's the Denny's, you know? <laughs> How about this one? Because I think this one's pretty interesting because we're going to get into this game. Jalen Hurts to record a rushing touchdown and 50 rushing yards plus 250 up against the Detroit Lions this week. Now that's not bad. I would like to know, though,
4: what his odds are to score a touchdown because he's going to get 50 yards rushing. You know, his prop is generally a little bit over that. So if you're giving me a prop that's right around where it should be and a prop of scoring a touchdown and I'm only getting 250, well, if I just parlay those two and FanDuel, God bless them, allows you to parlay props, I got a feeling it would be higher than the plus 250. You know, if you parlayed a Hertz touchdown and Hurts over 50 yards rushing. So double-check on some of these. Some of these look really enticing, but then if you really break it down, it's like, wait a minute, I might as well just parlay Hurts to get his over yards and rushing and, and a touchdown, and I'm getting more. They're not really giving me a bonus here. Right.
3: Finally, the last one. Arizona six and a half point favorites now. With Alan Lazard now on the COVID list, he's not vaccinated, so he will not play this week. Uh, this Thursday, excuse me, against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. One less weapon for Aaron Rodgers. We still have to find out about Devontae Adams, but Kyler Murray to toss four plus touchdowns, three to one, Scotty. Oof. Uh, i don't think it's going to be a shootout
4: so i i would go i i wouldn't do that three to one is not you know five to one now you're talking three to one No, uh, I, I think this has got 24 14 written all over it not not 44 14
3: we wet the palette a little bit with the weekly specials when we come back we'll get into game analysis Joe Lisi and scott wetzel right here on the Ripping through the weekly specials on FanDuel, looking for value. Joe Lisi, Scott Wetzel breaking down game capsules. Before we get into highest scoring games, Scotty's got a a little bit of a, you have a special for us this week, don't you? You've been going through the annals, you've been looking for value, you got got your, your microscope ready, you're like a scientist. <laughs> Yes, I, uh,
4: delving in, you know, dissecting the, uh, the, all, all the, uh, the, the cells and everything else, you know, DNA. <laughs> uh,
3: I can God find DNA that, here. God but, help uh, that lab.
4: Yeah, 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 I can find DNA here, but they, they can't find it down in Florida with the moping in, in the woods. Uh, anyway, I digress there. So. Will the Lions go 0-17, Joe? Uh, and FanDuel, you get them at 8-1 to if you think the uh, they will go winless, 0-17. Now, I bring it up because they take on Philadelphia. They're only three-and-a-half-point home underdogs. I'm looking at the rest of their schedule, Joe. And this is, I think, I won't say by far, but this is their best chance of winning a game. You know, they got at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland. Chances are they're not winning those games. Uh, they got Cleveland and Minnesota, albeit at home. You know, that they, they, they should be competitive. Um, one of those games is Thanksgiving Day, and they never win on Thanksgiving. Then they play at Denver. Don't know what the Denver's going to be like. Arizona's going to be tough. At Atlanta, you know, that that's yeah. winnable. Uh, then at Seattle, and then, then Green Bay to close out the year. So, right. you know, there's no Jacksonville on there. The Houston on there, there's no New York Jets on there, no New York Giants on there, no Miami Dolphins on there. You know, it's, they got a couple of games that they could win after this week, but th- this would, to me, again, at-, at home against a bad Philadelphia team, which I-, I still don't understand why Philadelphia was bet down to pick them uh, against the Raiders uh, on Sunday. Well, I, that
0: I think just,
3: I know why. Wow. I think I know why. I think because after they won against Denver— it was like, right. okay, now without John Gruden and without uh, uh, maybe a, a consistent staff or maybe people with their foot out the door checked out, they wouldn't back it up at home. I think that's right. what you would and, – and, and I feel like Philadelphia is another public team. They love Jalen. Yeah, right? Oh, let's back Jalen Hurts at any given moment because they believe he's as, as explosive as Kyler Murray. The problem is is that that defense is terrible that That defense is horrible, and you hear Fletcher Cox open his mouth, Scott. I mean, at the end of the day, shut up I mean you're not you're nowhere near the type of player that you were when you beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl and and, and they think they have like a top 10 defense in Philly.
4: They don't. What, what, what Derek Carr, what, three intercepts, three incompletions, three or four incompletions? I mean, every drive was up and down the field. If not for a turnover inside the five-yard line, they would have scored seven more points. I mean, they were not stopping the Raiders. I, this team is not good. You know, they, they've had a nice uh, little comeback against Tampa Bay, but realistically, they were getting blown out in that football game. So, I, I don't know why they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but... Point is, if they can find a way to beat the Lions, and if the Lions lose, obviously, this week, then, you know, they're going to be an underdog, I would think, in every game. Um, so, 8-1 you know, to one is probably not great odds. Honestly, if you took, let's just say it's $100. You want to bet $100 to win 800 right? If you took that same 100 and bet it against the Lions on the money line and took your profits and rolled it over, it probably would amount to more than 800 but who's got the patience to do that? It's just as easy, you know. can You pay for convenience with a lot of these props. Uh, right. Whereas, if you really, you know, like you said, if you did do that, you'd probably make a lot more than eight to one when everything is said and done. But yeah. uh, ultimately, will the... The, will the Lions ever win? I don't know. They may not. Dan Campbell may get fired after one year. I, I don't. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised at all. He, he's not changed the culture. I mean, it's the same old bumbling, stumbling Lions, right? I mean, you, you find ways I do to lose like games. Them.
3: I do like them on Thanksgiving Day. Who do they have on? Because last year Man. Deshaun Watson ripped them on yeah. Thanksgiving Day, and he threw for like I believe three eight. I mean, he basically had five incompletions in that game. To think that Houston, knowing where Houston is now without their star player, they ripped them in that ball game. It was a dead over. You never, you never were in doubt in terms of that ball game. But they play, they play the Bills. You said. Bears. 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 They're going to cover that game. They're going to cover that game. I don't know. They never win on Thanksgiving. Man, people think all the, the Bears, Lions always though? play well. Matt Nagy, yeah. he's horrible. I mean, he's another one, too. Don't get me started about him. Bears totally... fighting for a playoff spot, though,
4: at that point, where the Lions will be oh. dead. You think the Lions fans, you think the Lions on Thanksgiving Day when they're they're 1-11 and 11 are going to want to you know, go play a football game? <laughs> I don't think
3: so uh we have to yeah. see we have to see i sort of like the lions in this ball game against philly back-to-back road games for philly right that I, of, that I I could see that is the fact plus 158 on the money line that might be appealing to me i have to break it down i mean i liked them last week liked them two weeks ago against cincinnati i thought they caught three and a half to joe burrow and cincinnati got blown out in that ball game but but obviously, with Philly's defense, if Goff is focused, maybe he can move the football. I did want to jump into uh, the highest-scoring game. The highest-scoring game on FanDuel is that the Sunday nighter between Minnesota and Dallas, 55. It's plus 470 on FanDuel as a weekly special. Dallas is two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll tell you this right now. Love Minnesota. They lost this ball game last year at home. I don't think they right. lose this ball game. I know Dallas playing very well. I think their offense rips them. Minnesota goes through Dallas's defense like a knife through butter Sunday night. How
4: about our how about our beloved Dolphins and Bills? You know the Bills are good for forty points. You know, Dolphins with two of them might, you know, get some That's garbage plus time points sixty. Plus how many what, how many points do you think it'll be? Forget the game. What what are we aiming? for? Like seventy five
3: to eighty you think will be the winner? Oh. Well, this week it was the Jets. The Jets put up a 14, right? They got 56. Yeah, 13 so 57, yeah. And I I picked at the start of the week last week it would be the Dolphins and Atlanta. They got 58. I think realistically we're looking at like 60. If you yeah. could get a if we can get 60, 62 in that area, I think that I mean, forget it. You get 70, you're done. I mean, right. you, think, you think Dallas and Minnesota are going to score in the 70s? That's
4: Yeah, high. see, I'm trying to find a team that could put 50 on the board like the Patriots did. And I don't know if we necessarily have that this this week. You know, so you're 60. You know, Colts defense is pretty darn good, but Tennessee and the Colts, maybe? Division game, though? Yeah, uh, it's a division game. Are the Ram- game. Rams going to Houston?
3: I mean, I like the Jets with the 10-and-a-half, but could Joe Biden? Back-to-back games, put up a 40 spot on the Jets yeah. after that pitiful – you would have to think, right, the coaching staff is going to rip into the defense this week right. and say, yeah. you know, there's no way you could allow 54 points. Right. Yeah, even Buffalo –
4: or even Houston played well the game after they got annihilated, then they nearly beat – the. Uh, the patriots. Yeah, this is like a difficult spot for the bungles. Third straight road game, huge letdown. Right? I mean, just a monster letdown game after beating Baltimore. And uh, that the yeah, that would that would kind of scares me, believe it or not. How about, How about Tampa the Rams? Bay and the Saints? How about the Rams and Texans? Yeah. The Texans at home with Davis Mills playing better at home. You know, Ram. You got to figure the Rams are good for thirty plus, thirty five. You know, you get to 20, get 55, You know, out, well, out of maybe
3: Texas. just maybe Philly in the game we just discussed, Detroit, eleven to one. Eleven to one. I mean, Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, what are, what defense does Detroit have? They had an emotional game with golf going back home. They were they're basically That's winning the first not bad. half. You know, eleven to one would be if I had a, if I had to pick this game right now, I would go into the eleven to one range. And this is on FanDuel as the highest scoring game. Doesn't take into account the Thursday nighter between Green Bay and Arizona only Sunday, yeah. and Philly Detroit at eleven to one as the as the highest scoring game. That that total is right in the area of about forty eight. I mean, there's no way Jacksonville and Seattle. Geno Smith looks terrible. And by the way, Pete Carroll comes out last night and says, we're looking for Gino to lead this offense and have more consistency. Oh, really? Pete, oh, great really? job. Really? Yeah, yeah. You want to yeah. run 90% of the time. I mean, you had one throw vertically, came in the first drive to DK Metcalf. After that, you didn't want to put the ball in the air not once outside the hashes. Everything was five yards, two yards, three yards. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah.
4: Lions, by the way, 14 3 and 1 over at home. Mm, That's actually like not that. bad, Joe. That's actually not, you know, with that Eagle defense being as bad as it is, Lions being at home, Lions defense being as bad as it is, you know, and Hertz Hurts being able to move the ball a little bit running around. That eleven to one, that might be the one. That that I so can if, see being
3: a shootout. So let's 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 talk about this quickly. So if we take a hundred dollars, right, and we're right. put let's say fifty dollars on the favorite, Dallas and Minnesota at four to one. Right. right 4 4.7 roughly right almost 5 to 1 you're going to get back 250 roughly right or if we take it on on uh Philly and uh and Detroit you're getting back 550 on a 50 right so you split it up in terms of those two i like both of those uh, if you if you're talking about a 100 dollar bet right right that's not bad no, I do like I, I think the one, that, the Dolphins Bills
4: is the only other one that kind of like jumps off the page for me, just because I think Buffalo can put 40 on the board at home.
3: You think so? They, you think they're going no, to they put 40 on Miami? Well, they put 40 on Miami earlier this week, right? I know. And Miami could be just mailing it in at this point. Xavier yeah. Howard wants out before the trade deadline. He sees the team's not going anywhere. Do they ship them? I mean, if you're in Miami, you've got to get something in return, though, right?
4: Yeah. Here's the Bills totals this year outside of the Steeler game. 35 against the Dolphins, and that was 35-0. They called off the Dogs. 43, 40 nothing, 38, and 31 against the the Titans. So they gotta get 35 to 40 points.
3: Can the Dolphins put a few points on the board? On the road. Could Waddle step up? You know they're not going to be able. The only problem is is that Miami's going to be one-dimensional, Scott. And we could talk about this on the back end. They're not going to be able to run on the front seven of the Buffalo Bills. But it's a discussion. When Scott and I come back, we'll be breaking down highest-scoring team and Week 8 games. Keep a word.
6: 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
2: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: We're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel. Hey hey! Breaking down
3: NFL Week number eight. We've been breaking down game capsules, talking a little bit about the highest scoring game, highest scoring team. Potentially, they do have on Fanduel the front runner for this week Sunday only. Buffalo, like you mentioned, Scott, to beat down our Miami Dolphins. They're plus six fifty as the front runner. Now I will say, last week the front runner was either it was Kansas City. They were. Four point favorites over Tennessee. That didn't even come close if you wanted to take a shot uh with Kansas City last week. I can't believe and the one team that I am shocked about is Los Angeles. The Chargers are five and a half point favorites over the Patriots in a rematch from last year where they got shut out forty five to nothing. They're eleven to one at plus eleven hundred to be the highest scoring team in week number eight. That's a little shocking to me.
4: Yeah, and the game itself is third on the list for FanDuel plus seven fifty. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't see them, you know, running and passing all over the Patriot defense, right? I mean, they couldn't last year. Things aren't going to change that much this year, right? I mean, and that that's a little strange. Um, why they would give them so much love for being a high scoring game and and even a high scoring team uh, that that. Um, what, were they going to put 30 on the board? You know, are they going to throw the football 40 times and then put 40-plus on the board
3: against the Patriots? I mean, I, I kind of doubt that. That's a little well, weird. Well, it, it is weird in the sense that if you look at New England, compared to, right, in, in terms of the game, they yeah, have New England's always L.A. 32-1. So I guess they're just going to revert back to form on the road is, is basically what the algorithms are saying in terms of this ball game. I mean, they put up 45 now, granted, they did block a, a field goal. They returned that for a touchdown last year, but they ran, they threw it. It didn't matter what they did that, that Chargers defense had no answer for the new England Patriots. It is pretty interesting in that regard, 32 to one. I mean, heck, you could take another shot. I mean, if you feel that game is going to be the highest scoring, uh, and, and we're talking about just basically a $100 bet, put 50 on the Chargers, put, put 50 on New England to to win back-to-back weeks. You win 1,500 if the Patriots come through in this ball. Right. That's what I did last week with Kansas City and Tennessee.
4: I figured that would be the highest scoring one, so I put it, uh, you know split it half and half on KC and Tennessee, not worrying about who's going to win the game. So and that's the thing with the, some of these flyer teams, you, you got to realize uh, I know it's obvious, but, you know, sometimes even the obvious you have to be told they got to win the game. You know, if, if you want to take a flyer out oh, the Dolphins, you know, and two is thrown all over the place and, and this and that. Well, they actually have to win the game because, you know, if they lost the game, that means the other team scored more points. So you, you got to find a team that's going to win. And then, you know, what are they going to win by? So, with the Lions at if you think the Eagles to, and Lions are, are going to be yes. a high-scoring game? How about the Lions yes. at twenty-eight to one? Is this the this the magic? And the for Eagles
3: them? at twenty-one to one? I, right. I was and just thinking the vote. same thing. Split it yeah. on both. Uh, if if that's uh, what we're keying, and the total is forty-eight, we got. I mean, Goff has got to give us something in this ball game. Yeah. I mean, if Campbell comes out and he's predictable and he wants to run the football. We're dead in the water, right? So first quarter would potentially tell us if we have a shot in this ballgame. If golf comes out, the, the only problem, though, Scott, is Hawkinson's been banged up. Outside of Hawkinson, they really don't have a legitimate deep threat. If they did, they would be able to, to score more points than they did against the Rams. They moved the football between the 30s. They only had to settle on field goals. That was the problem yeah. last
4: week. Yeah. Yeah. They actually can run the ball better than they can throw the ball. But, but the Eagles' defense, you know, when you watch Derek Carr throw for, uh, you know, 300 yards plus and, and uh, what, like I said, three or four incompletions the entire game, you know, it's hard not to go into a game against the Eagles saying that we're going to run versus we're going to throw. I mean, you want to throw, but if you don't have any wide receivers to throw to, you know, Goff's, you know, his, his starting status may be on the line this game as well. So I, I think the Lions find a way to, to get it done this week. I, I, I like that as them.
3: the highest scoring total this week. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Movement and you know they'll line.
4: never call off the dogs, right? You know, you know that ever you know with their defense and their propensity <laughs> to blow games, you know, up two scores in the fourth quarter, they're still going to try and score. So,
3: right, I, I agree with that. I think it's a fast track in the dome. Why not? Yeah, uh, movement on the jet game. More money coming in on Joe Burrow and Broadway Joe and the Bengals here with Zach Taylor. I mean, the line opened up at the start of the week, nine and a half. It's up to 11 and a half now, minus 105. I mean, more money coming in on, on the Bengals here. No confidence in the New York Jets. I mean, the I said it yesterday. The fact that this, this spread was under the key number of 10, that was a head scratcher to me. I know it's the Bengals, but still. Now they push it right up. Jets might be getting 13 points by the time this game starts on the they might you know if they announce that it's going to be
4: white and not Flacco and I don't think it'll be Flacco I, I can't imagine him you know going back if it was the same offensive coordinator and everything it would be different but it's not the same offensive coordinator even though I guess he worked with him when he was in Denver but still that would be a tough spot to throw him in there and start like that so if it's going to be white and not Josh Johnson I could see it going even higher yeah the only thing is like I said third straight road game for the Bungles I don't generally mind that I know most people do I will tell you uh, Saints and Colts were in similar spots this year already. They're one and one and really it should be two and 0 the Colts blew the game against the Ravens uh, but they're both you know they're 2 and 0 against the spread you know in that spot and over the years it's actually been right around 500 like most things with the boys in Vegas. it's not you know third straight road game they're going to get killed every single game that that's it's not been the case. It's been basically against the spread anyway. Uh it's been basically 500 if not even more so towards the
3: team that's in the third straight road game. So Yeah, interesting. We'll see how that game plays out. I do want to talk about a game we haven't brought up, Vic Fangio. Good old Vic, huh? The offensive genius that he is, he can run that plane right into the ground. And no matter (laughs) who his quarterback is, they are three-point favorites over the Washington football team. I thought Washington would be a live dog. Actually took them plus 9.5. Had to back that up in terms of an in-game perspective. I took them plus 16.5 when they were down. By double digits against Aaron Rodgers. Thank God for that. Multiple opportunities on the road, but it is back to back road games for the Washington football team. Total is set on FanDuel 43.5 minus 1, 10 either way. Do you believe in Vic Fangio? Because, I mean, to me, he's a horrible head coach. A, a, a good defensive coordinator, but at the end of the day, he can't coach this team up, no matter who his quarterback is. A dead under when they play Cleveland. I mean, and Washington can't stop anybody through the air. I mean, they get abused each and every game. Where's that front seven? So I sort of like the total, but I'm going to take my shot with Taylor Heineke over uh, the home team here. I'm not sold on the Broncos in this spot. Now, I can tell you every time I've turned on
4: Washington Green Bay, Washington had the football and they had it, you know, driving inside Green Bay territory, and I'd watch the drive, and then they would screw up one way or the other. Whether it was turning the ball over on downs, whether it was the Heineke fumbles, the Heineke interceptions—I mean, every single time. It's just like, how is this team not scoring touchdowns or at least field goals? They found every which way to piss away a game last week. Does that happen two in a row? I don't know. They're one of the more disappointing teams, right? I think a lot of people thought with Fitzpatrick going there, uh, you know, they were going to take that next step. Their defense was so solid over the last two months of the season last year. And it's just their defense has been nothing short of horrible this year, Joe. I don't know. I I would go with the over. It's tough to go over on a Denver game because they, they are a predominantly under team no matter what the total is, even this low. But um, you know, I, I think Washington's second straight road game maybe loosen up a little bit. Do or die for them, and, and maybe they start throwing the ball a little bit better. Maybe they complete some of the drives that they didn't complete last week against Green Bay. So, well, I, I, I like, I'll this. say Denver though at home. I, I won't you think
3: the hype is over with Ron Rivera now? Year two. I mean, the fact that he gets there, he they wins the division at seven and nine. It was a feel good story and rightfully so. Happy that he overcame cancer and he was able to lead his team, but. But there's no foundation. I mean, they have good players, but they're regressing already in year number two. And and at the end of the day, it's not all on the quarterback. It's the fundamentals that obviously you built this team on last year. Solid offensive line. You have Antonio Gibson. You have Logan Thomas. Granted, he's hurt now. You know, he got hurt in week number three, but that offensive line has taken a step back. The defensive front can't stop anybody. Chase Young, where's that dominant defensive Invisible. front? invisible and their secondary if that front seven doesn't get pressure they get abused I mean Landon Collins that's why the Giants got rid of him he couldn't cover anybody and uh, I mean at the end of the day Mahomes abuses them doesn't matter who they face so when you look at this ball game on the road in mile high I mean if they lose this game what do you do in terms of this team moving forward because people were ecstatic that they had Ryan Fitzpatrick there
4: yeah, they thought that was going to be the final answer to it all. I mean, it kind of made sense from what they were doing last year, right? They got a pretty good running back. When you really think about it, they got, you know, as you mentioned, pretty good running back in Gibson, uh, you know, pretty good wide receiver McKissick, uh, pretty good tight end in Logan Thomas, theoretically a pretty good defense. You know, all it was was the quarterback, and they thought the Fitzmagic and all the things he did with Miami was going to transfer over to Washington. And I kept on telling people, listen, There's a reason why this guy's been in the league 20 years and has never made the postseason. Don't take four or five games with the Dolphins and, and, you know, great fortune and and turn him all of a sudden into Joe Montana. That's not the case. And as it turned out, he gets hurt anyway. So uh, I, I thought Taylor Heineke would be a little bit better, to tell you the truth but they're not doing not good football team. It's a, what a mess though. You know, you think the Dolphins organization is, is, is crappy or the jets organization. And you got the, you got the owner of the jets telling the, the world that he still believes in his head coach. He's six games in to his first year. And he's got to <laughs> give the head coach a vote of confidence. I'm like, what are, you, are you serious? You know, so, but the Washington foot situation, I mean, they don't got cheerleaders anymore. They don't got a nickname anymore. They got an owner that's in, and who knows what's going on with Daniel Snyder. They got the G. They had to kick out because of the scandal behind the scenes. Poor coach, you know, is, is dealing with cancer. Oh, what a mess. What? And I, I can't put American money on that Washington team. No, I know so it's you, a hard but If week. you don't have a nickname, then, you know, the potatoes, as I
3: call them, the Redskins. But you, you, you no, nah, I, I can't do it. Can't do it. Think, think about this because I love betting dogs, right? Think about all the dogs this week. Green Bay. Okay. There's a, you, know, you have a solid quarterback, one of the best in the, in the NFL, and Aaron Rodgers. Miami, Carolina, Eagles, Titans okay they're catching one now to the Colts Houston Jets Steelers Bears Jacksonville New England Washington and the Saints which and then the the Sunday night game Giants in in, in terms of uh, the Vikings and then obviously the Giants that's the Monday nighter against Kansas City I mean right. there's some pathetic dogs I mean, the two dogs right now that I like, Scott, and I'm going to say it, I'm not a buyer of the Saints. I don't like that offense with Jameis there. I'm buying, ready, Jacksonville at plus the three and a half. And I'm buying, believe it or not, I'm buying right here the Detroit Lions because it is the Eagles. Those are the two dogs that I actually feel very good with, along with the Vikings Sunday night. Wow! Yeah, that 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 uh, you know you
4: try putting that parlay into my calculator might blow up. Um, I tell you the other thing. The other thing you have is you know you look at the prominent teams, look, look, all-time great teams: Green Bay Packers, dog; New York Giants, dog. You know, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, underdog. You know, some of the old Chicago Bears. You know, the the monsters of the midway, underdog. All these great historic teams, all underdogs this week. I I, I won't go there. Uh, so I do think the the Lions, you know, they, they they find ways to lose. They don't blow out and get blown out of games. So, so I won't do that. I I would go Patriots, um, and then I would take the Saints at home against the uh, Tampa Bay. They beat them twice yeah. last year. They may beat them again this year. Yeah, so that was the, the, the first.
3: Yeah, Tom Brady had no answers in the dome against that defense led by Demario Davis. When yeah. we come back, we'll wrap it up. Joe Lisi, Scott Wetzel, right here on the grid. Keep it where it is.
6: 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
2: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel
3: wrapping up today's show. The conversation flew by, Scotty. I mean, an hour goes by like, forget it with us. I mean, uh, yeah. we can sit here for five hours, but let's talk about that game briefly. Uh, Tampa Bay on the road, minus five against New Orleans. That was the game where Tom Brady got blown out. Remember, it was like, oh, Brady's an old man. He's washed up. The Saints dominated. Camaro was all over the place. Now they're five-point favorites. Total set at 49.5. I still have to... I still have to bang the over here because of the dome. Somehow, someway, I think this will be high scoring. I would lean to the Saints at home, but I don't love it because of Jameis. Yeah, he
4: has not really taken off as much as I thought he would. But maybe they get Michael Thomas back. I don't know. You know, it's funny with Brady, Joe. He had a couple of goals this season, obviously, outside of winning the Super Bowl. One, you know, beat the Patriots. He was able to do that. Two, you know, he got embarrassed last year against the Chicago Bears when he forgot what down it was. He redeemed himself last week. I I wonder if three, him losing twice to the Saints in the regular season is another one of those chips on his shoulder. Or does he take the playoff win and say, okay, I've already redeemed myself for that? I, I want, you know, because whenever I could find an angle that Tom Brady would want to do well in, normally he does. So uh curious to read some of his quotes this week and, and get his thoughts on this game but i i like the over i think we'll get some points scored over should have hit last week with the box twice. twice twice they had first and goal inside the five yard line and they came away with three points in the fourth quarter otherwise that game would have gone over yeah,
3: yeah and he went for it uh yeah it went, for the went for it and that yeah, was the one it, time that was the one time chicago's defense stepped up it's amazing yeah. <laughs> but then they had it
4: again. Then then later that quarter, they had it again, first and goal at the one-yard line, and they couldn't score. They had to kick a field goal. I mean, what are the odd, twice of the Bucks and Brady uh, not scoring touchdowns inside the five-yard line, first and goal? Amazing. That was amazing.
3: It's a fun to beat. Incredible. Yeah. Well, it, it's it, we're just breaking it down. It's an early week. We still have a lot ahead of us for Scott Wetzel, our great producer, Andrew Torres. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the full slate. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...